Hey there, and welcome to the daily podcast where wisdom smacks us with kisses or love taps. I'm Michelle Spiva, a wisdom strengthening coach, your host, and practical priestess of wisdom. Join us daily to gain wisdom and mental strength as we tackle innovative thinking, address emotional and behavioral life traps, and yes, provide you with some practical how-tos to wrap it all up. So settle in or crank up the speed 2x, whatever gets your mental processes firing as we dive in. Stay tuned. Hey, this is Michelle Spivey, your Practical Priestess of Wisdom, with today's podcast of Wisdom Smack. Join me on the flip, because I'm going to be talking about something, um, and almost like a challenge, if you will, where um, we have this saying in my neck of the woods, where we say, what you do to get your baby, you do to keep your baby. And so I want you to stick with me on the flip as we talk about you keeping that same energy Join me today as we break it down, what it looks like. And I tell you a story of two women who work together to change a nation. So I'll see you on the flip. All right. Thank you so much for joining me on the flip. Let's go on and get into this. So today I want to ask you to keep that same energy. But before I do that, I want to I want to give you a quick little story. And uh, this message today has two movements. So please stick with me as I try to work through this. And when I ask you to keep that same energy, it's a, it's a current saying within the urban community. And I don't even like to use the word urban because, you know, that's code for black. Yeah, but it is a code in our community where when we say I want you to keep that same energy, that means basically how you doing stuff right now. I need to see you doing that later. So let me go on and tell you my quick little story. And it is a story of a young lady. She was 15 years old, born in Alabama. And the year is 1955. It's March 2nd in Alabama. And she's riding the bus home from school. And she's in what is called the colored section. She's tired because... Little does anyone know, this little 15-year-old is also pregnant. So she's got a right to be tired after going to school all day. And she's just trying to ride the bus home. And lo and behold, the bus fills up at the end of the day as as it did during that time when people were going home. But this is the thing. It filled up to the point where there was a white woman left standing. And... The bus driver looks up in the mirror, and by this time, when the white woman is standing, there is another black woman who has been given a seat in the colored section, and I don't even like saying that word, um, who's pregnant, obviously pregnant. But this white woman, who they don't say ever was pregnant, is uh defended, if you will, advocated for, yeah, that's what I'm going to say, advocated for by the bus driver to look in the back rear view mirror 
and tell the two young black ladies to get up and move so this woman can have this seat. Now, I'm not going to go through all the details, but you can read it. You can go do the work yourself. Suffice it to say, another black man uh, gives up his seat further back for the pregnant black lady to go sit down. But this young lady, this 15-year-old, she refuses. And she says things like, no, this is my constitutional right. Uh, She says things like, um, this is not, you, you don't have the civil rights to do this. And she keeps hold of that. By this time, everybody that was in that row has gotten up and has either moved further to the back or they have found seats in the back. Now, two things about this, okay? The first is, where were, if this is the rule, whether it was written or unspoken, that on the bus, in the back, the seats that are tattered, untaken care of, and segregated from the front of the uh, bus are designated for, for, for Black people, if you have capacity in what you've called as the whites only section, you're at capacity, you stand. But they went on, they said, no, 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 no. Nobody white on the bus has to stand. And my question is, if you were at capacity in the front, where were the white men giving up their seats so that that white woman could have a seat? That's first and foremost. The next thing is, this is a 15-year-old young lady, and they called the police on her, who forcibly removed her from the bus. It goes on to say, and there is a book, uh, if you want to go and check this out, because you don't have to listen to my story, you can go read it for yourself. Uh, but there, <laughs> oh my God, sorry. Woo! Uh, Philip Hoos, he wrote a book on this 15-year-old. Her name is Claudette Colvin. And he wrote a book back in 2009, uh, Philip Hoos, H-O-O-S-E, named Claudette Colvin, Twice Towards Justice. And he, he writes in the book that she had recently written a paper. Mm-hmm. She had recently written a paper about the Constitution and the rights because one of her classmates had been recently executed for having been caught in a sexual act with a white woman who threw him under the bus, per se. It was consensual, but she cried rape. And so this young lady is spurred on to do this, and she stands her ground. And she will go on. She's still alive at this point of recording. She will go on to continue to have that voice and that mind that was so powerful. And I want to say this, when asked about uh, Rosa Parks getting all the accolades, the flowers, the glory, and all of that, she said wisely that she said, um, and I quote, I do feel like what I did was a spark and it caught on. And I, I re- oh, when I read that, it, it, it hit me. Because I want you to keep the same energy you got going on right now, because 
that energy is possibly going to give you some wisdom direction in what your part is to play. And if you don't find yourself in any of this energy I'm about to lay down for you, you need to get a life. You need to get on it. So what I want to ask you is, are you a spark? Are you a flame? Or are you an inferno? If you can't find yourself in any one of those, you need to reevaluate your life. Oh, yes, you do. Because anything that's not in part of that is dead and burnt up. Okay? I said burnt. I know what I said. All right. So the story of little Claudette. We could go on and there could be many things that we could say about why she wasn't the face of it. And history has given us a few of them. They said that she wasn't a good representative due to her age and what we later learned, what Rosa Parks had to go through for the rest of her life with death threats and uh, all of the different agitations that happened many years after the boycott. Yeah. 15 years old at the time, as a young woman in her formative formative years, I can see that. But there was another thing. At the time, she was pregnant. And this case of hers, along with four others, would go on to court to the point where it, now, this happened in March. By the time she was showing at seven months, they kicked her out. They kicked her case out. Because at that particular time, it mattered whether you were an unwed mother. And black folks were at the point of trying to get an equality just to be in the general population. And so for them, their focus was on uh, showing the best of what we brought to the table. Now, I don't know how well that uh, aged in history. But I'm just telling you what was going on. So the black folks was like, set her down because we won't get what we need if they see a uh, young 15-year-old single mom-to-be. And so that happened. Now, you could also look at it if you looked at Miss Darling, Miss Colvin. She looks like me. Mm -hmm. She's a dark-skinned black woman. With our African features expressed in her hair and her face, like me. And uh, they argued that Miss Rosa, God bless her soul for what she did, uh, that she was a better visual uh, representation for what would be palatable for the oppressors that they were trying to go through their rules, their laws to get their justice. And I want to also bring up something that you might not see in that, because I I want you to, as we're talking today, I want you to always keep that same energy, figure out what your energy is. And the reason why I want to say that is because whereas Claudette knew that she was a spark, Rosa knew that she was a flame. She said that so much so that prior to her doing her famous one on December 1st, now mind you, nine months later. So little baby Claudette Colvin in March sits down on that bus and she, she takes it to court. She really does. Nine months later, after she's had that baby, 
and everything, Miss Rosa decides it's time. Now, I will say that to be a flame, you have to have some endurance. Sparks are just that. They get things popping, but they are not meant to sustain those things. But those flames, oh my gosh, those flames, they have to have some power of endurance. So much so that if you go back and you look with what history and Miss Rosa said, she was preparing. She was already, uh, now she was working as a seamstress, but she was already the secretary for the NAACP chapter in Montgomery. Not only that, this is the part that a lot of people don't realize, and I'm going to, you know, use this so that you'll see what wisdom is trying to show us. And that is that while she was biding her time and, uh, you know, plotting and all this other stuff, she was also taking classes to learn how to be a citizen activist because she said, and I quote, and that's actually one of the podcasts I'm going to be talking about. She says she was tired of giving in. As a citizen, she was tired of giving in. So by the time she acted December 1st, 1955, she was a prepared flame to outlast. Yes, she was playing an outlast game. And I will also say this. Other accounts of this energy that she brought, she had become a pillar. So it wasn't, you know, how people tried to, to use the colorist um, theory that, oh, it was because she was fair skinned with the, you know, the silky hair and all of that. No, Mm-mm. no, 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 no. She had earned her street cred. She was known throughout the community for doing uh, good works. And what she was known for was being a part of the social capital that was there, the network that was there to affect change. So whereas baby girl was right in what she did, she was 15 and the weight of that revolution was it, it would have been cruel to put that on her little shoulders. So this woman who had a good name in the community, a middle-aged married woman who had been preparing for such a time as this and who was ready to run the distance, stepped in and said, okay, I'm ready. No matter what, I will not buckle. And She was able to pull it off because she was locked in to the social network, which is the social capital needed for something like this. And she was influential enough, not only as the secretary for the NAACP, not only as a good Christian woman at the time, you know, um, married, middle-aged, no problems. Not only was she recognized for doing good deeds in her community, she had the social currency to spend to do that. You see, it mattered to people what happened to Miss Rosa because Miss Rosa had been there for the community for many years. Now, this is prior to social media, as you already know, 1955. But in that community, 
she had a great reputation. She wasn't new to this. She was true to this. And so she was able to spend her currency in her social capital. And that helped her strengthen that. So then, because she was locked into the network, the social capital of uh, the civil rights movement, her deeds, along with Miss Colvin's and everybody else's, gave the proper push so that the civil rights movement was able to kick off. Now, mind you, I want to put this in context, and I'm sorry, I'm trying very hard not to speak too fast, not to uh, mumble my words, because I want you to understand how important this is when we talk about keep that same energy. Miss Rosa sat down on a bus in December of 1955. They, she got arrested and she went through the entire gamut. She did not get back on another bus until December 21st of 1956. She and the social capital, that network, were so in tune with each other that they walked instead of taking a bus for transportation or road shared with people who did have a car, because not a lot of people, black people at that time had cars, for 381 days. Not 365, not 381 minus holidays, no, for 381 days straight. 381 straight. They did not get back on the bus until Montgomery's busing system was legally integrated on December 21st of, of 1956. They bought, brought the capital of um, that community to its knees with their economic impact because of their solidarity and their strength in the community. And so, how would you be able to keep the energy? So again, I'm going to ask you, are you a spark? Are you the flame? Or are you part of the inferno? I want that to sit with you because it takes a lot for whichever you are. Because you know what? When you get a raging fire, you rarely give a shout out to the spark. You forget it. The spark is the pioneer. The spark is the individual action that usually gets shot down. And because of that, I want to give another uh, framework that I've talked about a few times on different podcasts here. So maybe you can understand it a little bit more. And I'm going to mention it, but, but give me a few minutes and, and I'll really go into it. And it's called the Pioneers, Migrators, and Settlers. Mm-hmm. And I, I want you to to keep that in your mind as I talk through a few of these things to get to there, because I would rather you be a spark, a flame, or an inferno than to find yourself on the wrong end of history or the wrong end of an argument or a situation by mistaking what you're doing only to find up, find out that you're a migrator or a settler. Okay. So we talked about, Rosa 
and Claudette, and with respect, Miss Rosa and Miss Claudette, because that's another thing y'all going to have to learn. Respect people. Respect them. Okay? So anyway, um, and so I want to put this before you because this is really heavy on my heart of what wisdom is trying to say to us at this particular time. To navigate these times of great peril, great obstacle, and higher propensities for uh, failure and for annihilation even, we need to start understanding the principles of sustaining. I've talked about how to sustain before. And what it boils down to is you've got to figure out how do you supply, get, tap into a continual source of renewing energy. Whether that be the the songs that feed your soul, the people, the, the friends, the family, the confidants who talk with you and keep you sane in these events, the meditation you take, the knowing when to steal away and not talk and when to push forward and have your say. And the reason why I want you to grasp onto keeping that same energy because this is an endurance test right now. Don't don't get it twisted. This is about enduring. Okay? And that is why a lot of the sparks out here are feeling a certain kind of way. But I want y'all to learn like Miss Coven did. She understood what she was supposed to do. And then she became a sustaining force of being a supporter of the work that she helped start. She didn't turn her back, get all ruffled and upset because people weren't praising her name. And it's it's weird because she never did it and she had every right to. But yet and still, after her family, not her, See, she had others willing to speak on her behalf. Her family said some things, made people aware of it. And then she started to get a few of her flowers in 2017 and 18, where, um, you know, at least she was able to get them because she's now in her 80s. But thankfully, she was able to get that recognition. But she didn't give up all those years of not getting it because If nobody else understood, she even said it. She said she was the spark. So she understood that. And then she became part of the inferno to feed that flame that was going forward. And I like something that she said where she talked about icons. She said, we can only have, I'm paraphrasing, we can only have so many icons and that's enough. And she was saying it in the vein that she didn't want to try to fight against people's needs for an icon if that means that they're willing and able to do something for the people. And she she had that understood. And I, I thought I was like, this woman is brilliant. <laughs> this is this is some internal strength. And I see why she was a spark and then was able to come become part of the inferno because she understood the principles of sustaining. The next next thing I'd like to you know, say, as I'm looking at, oh my gosh, I got to hurry up because I got a lot more to talk about, is this. And that is that as of right now, the pendulum has swung. Now, 
If you've been rocking with me for a while, you know I started talking about pendulum swings and sides and dualities. Go check out my earlier podcast and you'll see where we talked about all that stuff because it's in the now. Everything is reversed now. Whether you like it or not, it has happened. What used to be the short that people craved is now the long, the long format. And so thus, we have to learn how to embrace the long haul. The boycotts in the buses, 381 days. Now, as someone who does podcasts for the most part daily, I know how long 381 days is. I definitely do. And to have to stick to your guns like that requires a level of self-maturity and emotional maintenance that I fear a lot of people don't understand yet because everybody is used to popping off. Everyone is used to being a spark. Everybody wants to be a spark. And now there are flames that are needed and there are infernos that are, are, are calling out for, for that energy. I want you to keep this same energy you got going this year. This time next year, I want you to have that same energy. But this is hard for a lot of people because the long haul requires that you move past the point of being bored with something. You move past the point of not getting the accolades that you think. Do you know how long it took? 381 days for them to stick to their guns, not knowing how long it was going to take before it the, their petition worked itself through a system set up to be against them. And they were willing to dig in for as long as it took. That takes some power. And that's what's required today. I want you to keep that same energy, y'all. Keep that same energy. And then on another note about that, I want you to realize that infernos don't make good flames and good flames should not try to be sparks. And what I mean by that is, is if you didn't start it, don't steal it. Too many times I am seeing people co-opting uh programs and 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 initiatives and things and diluting them or shifting them to be about you. You see, we got a history of that. Did you guys know, seriously, that just like with the Me Too movement that was started by a Black woman, the NOW organization was started by a Black woman. And each time they were co-opted and now you can't find a Black cause anywhere in those. So. To my cousins, y'all know who you are. Stop that. It stops now because when you know better, you do better. This is not because I'm trying to get you told. This is about true wisdom. You won't get any peace. You won't get anywhere. You will be boxing with the wind if you continue these sniperish behaviors to co-op causes that you think, oh, I can get in there, show my sympathies, and then I can switch it and make it about me. Stop that. If you see a conversation going on, being a part of that conversation doesn't mean that you make it about you and you talk about your stuff. Learn how to sit with others 
And if you don't have anything to say about what they're going on from a real point of view, learn to sit with it. We talked about being uncomfortable yesterday. Now is a big time for people to be uncomfortable. So let's talk about the the pioneers, the migrators, and the settlers. Uh, For a lot of people, they don't realize that in today's time, we're needing flames, sparks, infernos. We're not needing migrators and settlers. Pioneers, as it stands, they are your new people with the innovations and They also take the most damage and they're mostly forgotten, like your Claudette Covens. And once they do their job, hopefully the flames move in. But let me tell you, there's a difference between a flame and a migrator. A flame takes what was done and they stay true to the cause and they grow it. And they give it a platform. They give it momentum. They feed it with the fuel needed to accomplish what the spark did. Whereas a migrator, they are all about coming in, copycatting, shifting the focus, and being idea thieves. Think about it as this way. If you're in the wilderness and you need a fire, That spark is going to get the kindling going. The flame is going to keep the fire going. But if you are a migrator, oh my gosh, if you're a migrator, you're going to wait till the spark gets the kindling going. And then when it catches on, you're going to go and steal the lit log or piece and run and put it in your fire pit. And say, oh, look at this wonderful fire we built. Don't do that. And then settlers, let me just go on and say it. Instead of the inferno, which grows to to make this a universal thing where it now becomes the new norm, like laws enacted and changed and obeyed, you know, so that people can have equalities or, or things can change for people. Settlers come in. And they set up permanency. They establish themselves. They rest on their laurels and they become usurpers to the point where they come, settle in around your fire and evict you and tell you we own this fire. Go back to where you came from because we own this. So don't be that kind of person. Please don't. So again, I'm going to ask you, please keep the same energy you have right now where you're not necessarily having to be the spark. You're not necessarily having to be the flame, but you can be part of the infernal. Don't get it twisted. Every person matters. We're in this together, but I'm trying to give you a different, hopefully a different view of understanding of what it takes to to sustain something and what it takes to truly learn how to play the different positions. You don't always have to be in the lead. You don't always have to be in the back, but you do need to understand how to sustain the right kind of energy that is required of you specifically for these times. So guess what? Yeah, 
My time is up. I thank you for yours. This has been Michelle Spiber, your Practical Priestess of Wisdom with today's podcast of Wisdom's Back. Don't forget to check the show notes, like, subscribe, and share. And because this is a usually a daily podcast, I'm going to see you soon. Bye. And that's going to do it for today's podcast of Wisdom Smack with Michelle Spiva. If you like this podcast, please help us get the word out. Like, comment, subscribe, and even share. And if you really like it, please help us continue to get the word out by considering using this show's link for Amazon. So when you want to go to Amazon and you do all of your general shopping, uh, please use michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ. It's simple as that. It doesn't cost you anything extra. And this show might receive a little bit of commission that will go towards helping to further get these episodes out to you and to others. So thank you so much for listening. This has been Michelle Spiva with Wisdom Smack. Bye.